0: What's up everybody, this is your host Josh And this is your host Rail. Welcome to Econics Talks This is our podcast and we're going to be talking about different lifestyle topics, entrepreneurship, and investing We want to inform you, educate you, and empower you so that you can maximize your life Let's get started What's up everybody, welcome back to another episode of Econics Talks, super excited to talk to you guys today about finding your niche. So the first thing we need to do is actually define what exactly is your niche, what is it, why is it important? So what is your niche means you have to find your place of expertise, it's um, a section of life typically and you truly excel at it. So it's typically focused and it solves a problem for people. So when you want to define exactly what a niche is, typically, like I said, you know, you have some type of expertise in here. Um, This is something that you're already good at and it's and it's typically, you know, narrow It's a narrow focus and it solves something for people. There is a problem that exists and you are looking to solve that problem. There is a solution for that problem. So knowing what, you know, your niche is, is extremely important. These are the reasons why it's important. So when you know what your niche is, it allows you to determine your marketplace. It also allows you to become laser focused on your exact market. And it also adds depth over width. So I'll explain and break down these th- three things that that you know determine or state why it's important to know what your niche is. So determining your market. When you determine your market, it just allows you to market better. It allows you to reach them better, and you're not guessing. You're not guessing like okay. Um, is this demographic my my market? Is that demographic my market? No. when you determine your market and you know what your niche is, you're able to say ask questions like, okay, where do I find my market? Now you've identified where they are and now you can go. But if you don't know what your niche is, then you can't determine your market. Um, being laser focused, so again when you when you understand what your market is, then you're able to, to laser focus, you're able to dial everything in and go hard at one particular thing to, to kind of build out from there. So let me give you guys an example. If you or somebody wants to start a, a business selling coffee in an area, so if you don't know your market, um, and when I say market in that term, that means the location. Is the location um, do they have another coffee shop in the area? Those kinds of things. So knowing your market and, and understanding why this is important is because it allows you to understand like, okay, this is not a good location for this. This is a good location for this because there's something, there's no competition here. So when you understand your, your, what is your niche and you understand why it's important, then it starts to, you start to, um, you you start to really hone, hone in on exactly what you want to do. Next, adding depth over width. This is a really cool one. So typically in today's, you know, age or whatever, um, a lot of people add depth. So if you notice, there are a lot of different types of blogs, podcasts, or just, you know, websites or people selling things that are extremely focused. And it's almost weird in a sense, but you have, you know, a vegan-based um Places Now, a lot of vegan places are coming up and that is a niche market, but it's growing. So now um, you also have like a niche podcast community just for vegans. So that's not something that I do. That's not my market, but it exists. So when you, when you look at the depth over width, you could see somebody who just talks about food in general. You can see somebody who talks about, oh, I just want to do food. I just want to talk about good food. Yeah, you can talk about that, but then when you start to... At the depth and you're going deeper into the topics, you're digging deeper into those topics instead of going wider, it allows you to add a a lot more depth to your audience. It allows you to go into greater detail and you're just digging, digging, digging. And it, it honestly, it makes your content better. So that's why finding your niche is so important because you're able to really maximize and in, and as a result, you're able to sell. and You're able to convert more sales and you're able to directly talk to an audience that needs exactly what product you're selling. So now the reason why we're here, how do you find your niche? How do you find where you fit in this world when it comes to business? So number one, you want to identify your interests and passions. You want to figure out, you know, what is it that makes you tick? What is it that makes you really go? So take a take a minute to sit down and make a list of, you know, 10 topics that interest you. And, you know, it's, it's okay to do this. Um, you know, you have to figure out, again, ask yourself, what is your area of expertise? And again, this isn't defined by like something, let's say this is something that you've never done before, but you are really interested in it. That's okay. So explore that topic because you won't know until you explore it. For example, let's say you are, you know, let's say like for, I love comics, right? But I don't own a comic book shop. I don't own, you know, uh, I don't. I just read comics, but it's something that really interests me. So that might be something that I put down on my paper to see if there's something or a problem out there that I can solve that really, really interests me in that area of focus. Now, am I am I going to do that? No, because that's not. <laughs> I'm talking about business and finance, um, and investing, really, but. Um, so when it comes to investing, I can talk about investing in comic books, but if you understand, so you see how I put that together. I'm like, all right, cool. I love investing. All right. I love comic books. How do the two mix? Well, there are things called investment comics. There are investments that you can make with the comics that can give you a really, really good return. Um, so, write down those topics and try to pick and choose and see where your topics kind of meet and see how you can combine them to to bring out the best and solve these problems that people are looking for. Um, what is, again, what is your area of expertise? You know, what is something that you're already good at? So there are people out there who love to draw. If you love to draw, but you've never done anything with it, that might be something that you need to write down. That might be something that you need to explore just a little bit more. If you love cooking Or if you love baking specifically like treats, that might be an area of expertise, like explore that. If you, you know, love coffee or, you know, you like experimenting with drinks or you just like building websites or like, um, I mean, any building, if you like to, to build things, um, from from your hands, explore those types of things you know you have etsy shops out there. you can do so many different types of things so if it 's something that you are interested in, definitely write it down and see how these things work together so also think about it like this if you 're working in an area that doesn 't interest you and you know you're more likely to quit so you don't want to waste time with things that aren't your focus, aren't something that you're good at, you know, it's just something that you you hate. If you had a job right now, and you hate your job, that's probably not your niche. Because again, you're more likely to quit. Um, you're more likely to quit once you start. So look at different organizations that you're a part of. Look at different clubs. Look at your subscriptions. And, when I, and that's what I'm saying. Like, guys, you got to get really, really focused. You got to dig deep into your own life and understand who you are, what you're doing, and what are the things that make you happy. And look at those things and understand, like, okay, is there something here that I can create something to solve a problem? Um, what are you doing? What are you doing in your free time? Are you just lazy around the house, or do you go to church? Are you playing basketball? Are you reading? Are you writing? What are your, What are you doing in your free time? These things might kind of, they might help you uncover you know some of the things that you're really good at. Number two, identify a problem you can solve. So I just I just mentioned that. So let's go down. Let's go into a little bit more detail about it. When you identify a problem that you can solve, you want to narrow down your options. So you wanna find problems within your market. So let's say you guys have found your market, right? All right, now you got your market or you have an idea of kinda like what you wanna do. Now you have to see like, okay, is there a problem I can solve here? Um, and let's, let's give a couple of examples. So let's back to the coffee shop. So if there's no coffee shop in your area and you are really, really, you know, a coffee connoisseur, then look at opening a coffee shop in your area. Um, if there's not a mentoring organization in your area and you want to start a nonprofit in your area, then look at that. That might be an issue that people need that might be a or that might be a problem that people need solved. Um let's say for example that there's no co-working space. So a co-working space is pretty much like an incubator for, for small businesses. It's like a, a, a big room or a warehouse um with just like cubicles or sectionals and they allow people like you know startups to come in there rent a booth for people to do appointments, people to do whatever they can, but the overhead is very small. So if that's, some, if that's something that you're interested in is giving back to the community and helping small businesses grow from that aspect, a co-working space might be something that you want to look into. But when we're looking at, you know, identifying the problems, you have to ask yourself, you know, look at the apps that you use. You know, there's something that you, you know, you use a lot. And you're like, man, this sucks. I wish I could do this. And it's like, oh, Wow. These are the types of things that you want to take notes of because if you're having that issue, then other people will probably be having that issue as well. Determine, is that a problem that's worth solving? For example, something as small as... Um, when Facebook wasn't around what Facebook created was a network for people to communicate with each other when it came to just being more social so they offered a platform for people to talk and for people to interact with each other so that's a really good example of creating something that wasn't there but people were yearning for and people needed. you also you can you know probe the market let's say you kind of kind of know you know your market well, then ask. Ask your market. And I ask you guys all the time, like, what topics do you guys want covered? What, um, what, you know, what is it that you want to hear more of? Do you want to talk about more stock related topics? Do you want to talk about more development topics with your business? Do you want to talk about more self-help stuff? So all these things are, are things that I even do myself. So probe your market, ask questions. So again, if there's a, you know, the coffee shop that you want to start in the area, Ask the questions to the people in your community. Take a survey. You can use something like SurveyMonkey that allows you to send out surveys. Hold a think tank. If you want to you host a think tank, invite some people. Um, hopefully, you don't invite people that are yes men and people that are just going to tell you what you want to hear. You want honest feedback. Business is unforgiving. So if you invite a bunch of yes people that will not give you the honest to God truth, then you will be pigeonholing yourself to fail. So host a think tank. A think tank is pretty much um, when you get people together um, and then you just think about different problems. This is your this is your opportunity to ask them, hey, guys, if I start this, what are the potential problems that you see? Um, is this a problem that you feel like if I solved it, you would purchase it? You know, ask them those questions. You can also host or hold a, uh, a closed forum for feedback. So you can actually invite friends over. You can invite family. You can invite people um, that you... That aren't you that you aren't relatively close to, but that have some type of of knowledge base on your marketplace that you're trying to enter, and then have a feedback session, ask those questions, really probe your market. And these types of things help you to identify um, the problems that you can solve. So, you know, it's funny um, back in the day when I was in college, I wanted to actually create a a a server that allowed people in college to chat with each other randomly just like randomly chat with each other I was in Atlanta so there were so many different universities in the area and I'm like wow what if you didn't have anything to do on a Friday night and you just wanted to talk to random people to see like what was up just to see like what the move was to see you know all right look I want to go to Georgia State let me holler at some people from Georgia State so what I wanted to do was create a a, um, a software that allowed you to chat with random people. And then I started thinking about security at the start. I'm like, okay, how do you make this secure? How do you keep perverts from, you know, infiltrating this website with porn and all kind of craziness? Um, and so these are, the, these are legit questions that I was asking myself before pursuing something like that. Ultimately at that time, I was just a thinker and not a doer. So I left that on the table. So if anybody wants to go start that, go ahead and go do it. Um, but ultimately I was looking and searching for a problem because I looked at different things like, oh, wow, like, this is an opportunity. If, you know, people want to connect with each other, but they don't know. Cause at time it would be, there would be, you know, nights where I didn't, me and my friends didn't have a move. We didn't know what to do. Um, but we wanted to go somewhere, but we didn't have a connection over there. We didn't have a connect to go to Georgia state or we didn't have a connect to go to Georgia tech, um, or Agnes Scott. So all of the, all of the colleges that weren't necessarily in the AUC, um, we were able, if I would have created this, I would that would have solved the problem for me to communicate with random people to kind of strike up conversation, network, and then allow, like, if we want to all go party that one night, boom, I could just hop on that and just do it. So understand when you're starting to look for different problems, looking for, you know, different issues, figure out, is there a way to solve this? If it bothers you, then it might be a problem for somebody else too. Number three, who is your competition? So this one is is really cool. So when you when you um look at, you know, who is your competition, if you have competition, that's not always a bad thing. Um it can actually show you that there is a market that exists for your niche. So you want to research the competition. So ask yourself these things. What makes them successful? Um what makes you different? And are you servicing different markets? So if you're looking at what makes them successful, ask yourself these ask yourself these questions. You know, have they been around for years? Have they already built a a client base that makes them successful? Do they have a huge brand? So what makes what makes you different as a local coffee shop as compared to Starbucks? What makes Walmart different from the local the local shop that sells uh, groceries or the local marketplace, what separates them? Why are they different? What, what makes Walmart so successful at their brand? So these are the types of things that you want to ask yourself. Um, you want to look at things that, you know, can separate you from them. Why are you different from this business? What, makes you stand out? What service are you offering? Are you doing it better than they are? Are you presenting yourself better than you are? Do you know your marketplace better because you're more modern and you're looking at a different audience? Is your is your demographic younger? Are you targeting the same people? So when you research your competition, look at what makes them successful because they're successful for a reason. And these are things that you can take and you can also use. So it's not, it's not like... You can, you know, do everything different. Understand when you're creating a business, when you're trying to find your niche, you don't always want to experiment with with brand new things that not necessarily are untested, but if, if this works and this, if this is, there's a system in place that has been proven to bring in massive results, why wouldn't you want to implement something like that, but put your own twist on it to make it your own. And again, like I said, are you servicing diff- a different market or another demographic or location? So back to this coffee shop. I love coffee. y'all. I love coffee shops because I love that whole vibe. This is why I'm talking about coffee shops so much. So when you're looking at a coffee shop, and you're looking at, you know, what makes you different. So something that, you know, you can look at when it comes to your competition is, is that coffee shop servicing a different, like I said, demographic? If it is your business servicing different types of people? If you are a financial engine and you're only servicing, you know, the baby boomer generation, or, that you, or your competition is only servicing the baby boomer generation, then that's good. That means there's a lot more people out there that you can actually service. That means there's a lot more people who need your services. The market's wide open for you. So just because competition is out there doesn't necessarily mean that you have to um, go after those same customers. There's billions of people in the world. So understand location, understand demographic. If you're an online business, then it's even better for you because your reach is, you can go to other countries. So definitely look at those things when, you know, you're trying to figure out your competition. A couple of other things to consider are, you know, low quality content. So, you know, for example, if you have a um, a competitor out there and they just like their quality sucks, like they have no social media presence, they're not marketing themselves well. They're a they're a very local brand, so they have a lot of you know word of mouth um, connections, which is great, but they are pigeonholing themselves because they don't necessarily know how to expand past that, that's a good opportunity for you because not only can you focus on leveraging your local market, but you can also focus on leveraging markets further out than just the local market because you may know how to leverage social media better than they do. This is business. So it's, 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 um, it's flight or flight. It's, you know, eat or be eaten. So it's, it's feast or famine. So when you look at business in this sense, then ask yourself like, why, why isn't their quality good? Like, do they care about that? Is that something that they're focused on? If you feel like you can offer better quality content, then that might be an area of opportunity for you to present yourself better. And overall convert customers who identify with that more. There are some people, and I know y'all y'all do this all the time. I do it too. If somebody hands you a business card and then you go check out their website and their website is, is trash or their their website isn't appealing to you, you're probably not going to do business with them. If you go on their social media profiles and their social media profiles, oh, they have like one follower and they posted, last time they posted was March of 2018. It's like, okay, yeah, they don't have social media at their, at their fingertips. They're not focused on this. So if you look at those things, you're more you're more likely not to do business with them. So another thing is lack of transparency. So a lot of brands out there they don't have a face to the brand. And in today's age, um, it's been proven a lot of entrepreneurs have started online businesses where they are the face of the brand. Prior to this, um, a lot of a lot of brands were were. Overly corporate and they lacked authenticity. They didn't really have an authentic presence because they couldn't put a face to their brand. So if you look at Apple, Apple's done this very well, even though they're a huge company. The the face of Apple is Steve Jobs. (laughs) So it's like when you think about when you think about um, some bigger businesses, you know, you look at the face, who's the face? When you look at Cardone Capital, who's the face of Cardone Capital? Grant Cardone. When you look at um, other businesses like VaynerMedia, nobody knows VaynerMedia, but they know Gary Vaynerchuk. <laughs> so at the end of the day, when you start to put a face to the name, that opens you up for to be more transparent, to be more authentic to the people, and to be able to reach them where they are. Because at the end of the day, nobody wants to do business with somebody they don't trust. And also look for you know a lack of paid competition. If you've you know looked at Keywords and they have a high search volume but low paid advertising. This is probably a good indicator of you being able to enter the marketplace. Because guess what happens if you are able to afford um, paid advertising? Then you can actually crush that market because with that high you know searchability on that keyword, then boom, you pop up number one. Now you increase your sales and you just have to convert them, convert them over to sales, convert them, over, convert those numbers over to sales. So, when you're looking at your competition, take into consideration all these things I just mentioned the lack of transparency, low quality content, the lack of paid competition. Um, number four, test out your idea. So, this is the final thing, guys. So, when you want to test out your idea, I'm not sa- telling you to go launch a full fledged business, come up with a game plan. You you can start a landing page that offers pre-sales. If you don't sell anything, it is okay. This is a testing market. Come out with a prototype. Test out your messaging. There are a lot of times where you have to figure out messaging that takes time. Um, Play with it. Play around with your messaging. Play around with your offers. This This is a plug and chug type of thing. This may work And this combination may work, but that combination may not work as well. So you have to play around with it and figure out what's going to work best for your audience and your marketplace. And this is also time to get it right. This is time to, you know, make your mistakes because in business you're going to always make mistakes. One thing about business is in life in general, you make your mistakes, you make them quickly and then you rebound. So, understand if your if your offer isn't working properly, if you're not get, if you're not getting the results that you that you want, then you know, tweak it a little bit. Play around with it and understand like, all right, maybe I just need to change this around a little bit. So when putting all of those things into place, that really helps you to overall find your niche. You understand why it's important. And then once you find your niche, you're really able to do what you can do and go to that next level. So that ladies and gentlemen wraps up today's podcast. If you have any any questions on finding your niche and you're stuck you don't really know how to do that hit us up reach out to us email us info at econics.co dm us on instagram it's econics with an underscore at the end and thank you guys y'all have a good one enjoy your week